You're listening to the Don't Tell My Grandma podcast. like it's working right it's working it's working time it's It's podcast time it's podcast time you're getting to be a really good singer you know that well you know you know where my expertise lies oh should we do a little preview or save that till the end of the show so we can give our listeners a great surprise i'm always ready cowgirl Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> Veering off the track a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. I don't I don't want I don't want to veer out of the track. Veer off the track. Off that's, the track. That's right. Well, before I I announce my my new uh career in in music. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. I need to master the English language, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Don't Tell My Grandma podcast, the best place to learn about science, culture, and media that's fat-checked by a dog. I am your host Juan, and I'm joined as always by the biggest dog lover and the top country music (laughs) lover in America. That is the biggest lie. (laughs) Is it? That is the biggest lie. Well, Yes to the first part. Hail no, cowboy. To the second part. (laughs) oh man no i think i i liked a couple of country songs in high school like i I think i was trying to convince myself that they were good um but that was the last of it after that never looked back were you influenced by by your friends that some of them were like big country fans and you were like you know if you don't like country like you can't be friends with none of them were big country fans but leslie listened to a lot of country (laughs) (laughs) really oh okay like as like a little middle schooler Wow, Les, we're bringing you uh, in the middle of the fray. What's going on? Why Why country? Why? Told, talk why? to me. Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it were, there were a couple of particular artists that she liked and okay, just songs can I that guess? she... Sure. Can I guess? Sure. Carrie Underwood. You got it. Of course. You got it. How'd you know? Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> take it from my head. I forgot the, the rest of the lyrics. No, you know of my heart. Don't even <laughs> lie. <laughs> Don't even oh, lie. I mean, I heard it so many times. I just remember Same. that. Same. Who did you hear it from? Or The wh- radio. Oh, so you played it? You were a fan? I was not in control of the radio. Okay, who was playing that and who was into it in your family or life? I don't remember. I just remember hearing it a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, someone must have liked that song. Yeah. Or they just tolerated it. Maybe someone just liked how it sounded. Not that everybody knew exactly what it was saying. Mm-hmm. Or maybe my mom was like, oh, it's a Jesus. English music and Jesus. There we go. Love it. Love it. 
Hashtag love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Leslie sang that in the car for all of us to hear. It was like carpool karaoke and she was the only one singing and everybody else was like, oh, I hate that song. (laughs) Oh, man. Especially after you hear it for the 50th. 50th time sung by a screeching 10 year old yeah don't you hate it when love makes you do things that you hate (laughs) (laughs) touche touche (laughs) so today's special episode is brought to you by i can't remember the name fritz and co no that's wrong well the the company (laughs) yeah uh oh my god uh, you forgot no it's Paw Ink. Paw Ink. That's right. And we have a very special topic that we want to cover. Yeah, it's a very special topic for all dogs around the world. And it's just how important it is to actually just stay idle and do nothing. And you know, this has to do with dogs because, at least for me, dogs have helped me do this in life. Just appreciating appreciating being present not having to fill my agenda Um, for two seconds um waking up in the morning and appreciating the morning just sitting there or being outside and looking out into the sunrise i really appreciate that dogs have really taught us to do things like that even if it's for five minutes of your day first first of all i want to appreciate how so much appreciation here I want to appreciate. Let me just say, I appreciate. (laughs) Hashtag appreciate. I want to. I want to. I want to mention that I really like how you um, put it all together. Like you didn't just say like, "Oh, it's just staying idle and doing nothing." Oh, what a simpleton! Why don't you say things in a more appropriate way? The art of Lothi. Oh, excuse and, and me. That, Did you just uh, call me a simpleton? No, I called myself a simple, simpleton. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the art of loafing yeah. is my favorite term. Thank you for bringing that to yeah. the podcast, bringing awareness around that wonderful term. I, I just have the best idea. I want to write up. I want to figure out how to learn about the topic and write a book, the art of loafing, <gasps> and the the front is gonna be uh, corgi. Oh. written by resting. Juan Reyes slash Mueller inspired by ChatGBT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, great. pay credit where it's due, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to admit that when we are struggling a little bit with our creativity and we want to kind of just season a little bit yes. uh, uh, our 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 thought process, try to speak things up and expand and, and on it, expand on our knowledge, not necessarily just depend on that. Uh, no, on that this tool. is not ever going to be scripted. Yeah, it helps us kind of find interesting and engaging ideas in our thought process, and uh, you know the 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 convolution, 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 convolution. That that's the next. Oh Our my god. Kambalucci. No, that's the next Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kambaluchi. we can talk about Balenciaga for yeah. now. Oh my gosh, there's so many things that we need to talk to you about today, yeah. but let's stay on topic. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear about these things and we forget, write to our email, podcast at gmail.com. Remind us that we need to talk mm-hmm. about Balenciaga because 
boy, we have a lot to talk about that. <laughs> yes. Our our, our manager, manager here is trying to keep us on topic. Yeah. He's, so he's like, I hear you are not talking about. Yeah. Um, the art of loafing. loafing. Yeah. Yes. I am loaf, loaf, an loaf, expert loaf, loaf. loafer. Oh, he that's is. Not true. I, well, he is an expert. You loafer. are, or okay. I yes, wanna, Fritz I wanna, is. I want to become an expert loafer. Yeah. To be honest, I I overwhelm myself with a lot of things. Right. I just feel like doing nothing feels uncomfortable. Same. Um, and I think that's just how we learn to uh, function. So how do you younger. how do you think what would be the first step to trying to become to becoming a loafer? <laughs> <laughs> how do you become a loafer? <laughs> that should be what? a book about that. Step by step guidelines. <laughs> okay, we want to we want to of course clarify we don't want people to just become sloths. <laughs> but we want everybody to understand the the importance of like, you know, being aware, enjoying just doing things um what not not doing th actually not doing things mm -hmm. um giving yourself the space to think to process to rest and um kind of like recover yourself from, yeah. from the yeah. the hustle and bustle of life right and to answer your question i think we should all kind of like uh do some journaling about that what are the things that we're spending a lot of time on uh -huh. put it on paper try to quantify it uh -huh. and then look at it in a magnified way like okay oh wow i didn't know i was spending three hours a day on my phone yeah when you see it it kind of helps you realize like okay this definitely needs to be reduced this is probably the place where i can find the time to do this one thing that I really wanted to do, but I never found the time to. So for me, I think journaling. How about you? For me, I feel like lying on the floor on my back is a really good way to reconnect with myself and kind of feel what's going on in my body. Okay. It's a really good way for me to slow down. I'm not good at meditation. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really freaking hard for me. And I'm not the kind of person that's like, yeah, I'm just going to like meditate it out for like 10, 10 or minutes, like let alone 10 minutes. Like, I don't know how people do it for half an hour. Um, so I just try to focus on feeling comfortable in the moment um, and just giving myself like at least a few minutes to breathe and not look at a screen. Mm. In the past, um, when we were in Japan... Mm -hmm. I felt like I was able to do that when we went to onsen, the public baths. Yeah. Because that was such a perfect way, in my mind, to unwind and disconnect from the world. Everyone is in, you know, there, it's a shared experience, but you're there by yourself, essentially, mm -hmm. unless you go with a group. Um, but I usually went alone or we'd go together and then we'd go and hop in the baths and there's in the separate baths. Mm -hmm. And it was just a great time for to reflect and just kind of let your body melt into the hot water. Yeah. And let the sensations take over all of the stressors of the day, the thoughts that have been kind of weighing you down. So that um, bath time in the U.S. is not as common. So I do miss that. 
especially because of the healing powers of the onsen. But I'd say that those two things have been helpful tools for me. Yeah. I do think that uh, Asia in general, and Japan in specific, have figured out that there is an importance in your personal time. There's a value in, in, in being able to center yourself, like reconnect with that inner part of yourself, just uh, control distress and, and uh, be able to increase your awareness. And I think that's something that we both learn to appreciate by living in Japan. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not to say that only people that are in Asia are able to appreciate those things or only people who do meditation and all. all right. Like there not are people all. who have a good work-life balance, who, who have learned from early on that they work their best when they have a routine and a set of habits that allows them to recover and have maximum lucidity, as I call it. Like you're, you're in full control of your brain. Mm-hmm. You're completely aware your memory is working 100%. You feel you're, alert. Yeah, you yeah. feel alert. You feel you're like you anxious. can communicate and vo- vocalize, verbalize your ideas very well and organize all your thoughts very well. Uh, feeling like that is amazing. And I feel like I had a lot of that, a, a bigger ratio of that when I was in Japan, that being here. And I think it's just like also just the fact of like the culture kind of, forces you to constantly be at an edge. Like there's a, a, a level of stress that's always there. Um, Here or in, in Japan? In the West. Mm. In the West in general. Um, but we can always do uh, a lot to help ourselves be more aware, to, to be more uh, in control of our stress and, and, and be uh, more lucid. Mm-hmm. And one of the most helpful ways to do that is of course to you know give yourself the space and just like sit on the couch do nothing allow yourself allow your thoughts to just you know come to you and, and go and and not think about uh, work and and all the stressful things that we have to deal with in life at all times if you yeah. have a dog just pet your dog if you like cooking cook something for yourself mm-hmm. if if you if know, you if you like going for a walk, go for walks. Walks are great. If you like plants, go yeah. outside and plant some flowers and yeah. water. Yeah. It's mindless and it's therapeutic. Yeah. And Here's an interesting factoid that I wanted to share yeah. that I can actually illustrate on that. Um, there is a lot of cultural precedence and historical precedence on, on how powerful doing those, having those idle moments are for people who have done a lot of great things. For example... Um, it is known that, um, let me see right here if I can find it. Um, Albert Einstein used to have his most brilliant moments when he would go for a walk and not just like think so much about the problems, just completely disconnect from whatever is stressing him out, Mm -hmm. like whatever, um, scientific concept of physics or anything. He was just like, okay. I'm not going to figure it out now. I'm just going to go for a walk. Let's see if my brain can structure and figure That's things out. That's what you do sometimes. And like sometimes I have to remind you like, hey, yes. you can't figure out this problem at yeah. work. Like let's give it five minutes. Pull yourself away from the screen. 
Yes. And let's return back to it after we yeah. get some sunshine, fresh air, move our bodies. Yeah. I feel like movement is so powerful too. Yes. Yes. You know, breaking breaking away from your desk or wherever yeah. you're working, wherever you feel stuck. Yeah. I think is a the best first move to break those cycles of feeling like, oh, I can't I you know, I'm stuck in this um negative cycle. And then being able to move your body around is so beneficial in many ways. Um, I feel like I, for one, think so much better when I'm on my feet and moving around. Yeah. So I think that is a powerful example. Yeah. So going back to this, Steve Jobs was known, uh, a known proponent of mindfulness and often took long walks while he said, uh, he said helped him think cl creatively. So just the act of getting himself Moving. out of yeah. this like oppressive space and just yeah. walk, be in nature, like you yeah. were saying. Not being uh, contained in one not spot. Being so, yes. Being in nature. Oh my gosh, I don't know why I didn't answer. I didn't um, include that earlier on, but that is such a release, especially if you live in the city. Like I, I disagree with you whenever when you say like you feel more on edge here, and maybe it's because I'm an American and I grew up here. But mm -hmm. I felt so on edge in Tokyo because I was, I was an outsider as a foreigner. I was trying to speak another language like almost every day. Um, the big city really got to me. I felt crowded. I felt lonely, even though it was, I was surrounded by millions of people um i felt like i really had to work harder to give myself that kind of space there and maybe it's because there is like literally more space where we live now i think that's also something that your mind needs in order to process emotions um events that are occurring in your life giving yourself space away from where you work um just being around a ton of people, although some people thrive off of that. Um, most or a lot of people do need to have space to themselves. And if you're going home to a really tiny shoebox, then maybe that's not um, that's not the best place to process things. Maybe you need to go further into nature where you're surrounded by trees like that are providing fresh oxygen, um, just an abundant amount of natural life that I feel is necessary to to get through more of more of those complex feelings mm. if that makes sense yeah absolutely I do understand that um, we were bound to have different experiences mm -hmm. and uh, I think the reason why I feel um, a bit more on edge and I think maybe not being on edge it might not be the right term it, mm -hmm. it might make it sound more intense that it actually is it's more like a a, a constant level of low stress mm. it's like a baseline mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um because while we were in japan our lives kind of felt like they were stuck mm -hmm. and uh, i understood that the best thing that i could do was just wait mm. so in a way i was just like okay let's just be present just like enjoy being here um take every day as it comes Mm -hmm. and uh, um, wait for what's to come, you know? Right, right. And now that we are here, there are so many things that I feel like we need to prepare for, that we need to um, 
get back our time, especially mm. for me because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm a bit older. Yeah. Uh, so that there's I feel like there's a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. and I'm constantly just trying to catch up. Yeah. That yeah. might just be a you know an illusion in my mind. I might just be deceiving myself. I might just be you know not understanding the reality of like okay maybe I just shouldn't be stressing myself so much like. Our situation is better than what we think and, and things are going to go great. That is my, my hope. And like I try to remind myself always that like, yes, we are behind in some things, but we are also ahead in a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like how we experience that, that in different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Right. But going back to the topic, I think that the fact that we both have ways to... Be- recover our awareness to enjoy the moment and and try to like do things that engage our brains in a positive healthy way mm-hmm. um and i i do think i do believe that we could be doing more like i think we should revisit more uh of our art habits like painting and and mm-hmm. i've been doing a lot of writing and mm-hmm. uh, there were a lot of other healthy habits i used to, we used to do in japan that we can uh restart again it's just like you know we're, we're still in the process of like getting our life back but, to normal yeah but with those with those things i mean yeah those are good outlets yeah but would you define writing and painting as um loafing no, but it helps my brain gain lucidity, and I guess that's maybe mm-hmm. another topic that we can we can mm-hmm. uh, explore mm-hmm. in a in a future episode. Yeah, I would love to explore that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe I I brought it up because in my moments of loafing, my moments of, of being idle, of just experiencing the now, my brain takes to wake up. It tends to um be more peaceful i guess and uh i kind of connect the two together and then in those moments when i'm really lucid i try to create because that's when the best uh my best creations come out yeah um and i wish i could just like be lucid every day that would be great it would be like the 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 movie uh have you seen um was it infinite no what is it with uh, Bradley Cooper, um, the movie where he takes a drug and he his brain is like working one hundred percent. Oh, I if haven't you, seen that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, if you can think of the title, let us know. Yeah, let us know on the uh, uh, don't tell my grandma podcast at gmail That's a gmail. That's the email. The gmail. <laughs> That's the gmail. It is the gmail too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So. But no one's like that. That's if, not. Yeah, that I no mean, one is like that. But if level. if you know the if you know the movie, you know what the, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's like maybe the biggest geni- geniuses <laughs> or manager just caught his own tail. <laughs> He's so happy. Was that a moment of clarity for yeah, a manager? Yeah, that was a moment of clarity for him. <laughs> Do you think like, he reached clarity after yeah. that? <laughs> um, those moments of clarity. Maybe the the most brilliant m- people in the world, they are always like that. And maybe that's because, you know, they are so strict with their habits and they just, you know, rest and uh, rest enough and, and feed themselves the right things. And 
maybe genetics, I don't know, but definitely just having that loafness, loafness, I don't Loaf, know if that's a word. Loafiness? Loafiness. Yeah. I am, I'm sure it helps a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I'm curious yeah. to know how else it helps people um, yeah. and how how you incorporate that into your daily routine because yeah. um, it looks different for everyone and we are two people without kids so I'm sure it gets even harder whenever you have yeah. other people to look after yeah. um, working maybe two three jobs yeah. it's it's a lot for anyone but I think yeah. it's so important in the benefit you reap the benefits from just taking even a few minutes of idle time yeah. in your day so yeah. interested in hearing about your your thoughts yeah, on this you, topic please let us know how do you uh experience your loafing how do you just do nothing what is your favorite way to do nothing let yeah. us know does it make you feel guilty like yeah. it does us? Is it something that you've been doing for a while or have you been thinking about yeah. maybe trying to do nothing, yeah. quote unquote? Yeah. Um, and also, it's just interesting how a lot of cultures see doing nothing. I mean, that that phrase right there is seen as negative. It's like, why are you why aren't you doing anything yeah. like? You should be maximizing your your every minute. Yeah. Like if you want to get to the top, then don't waste a second. Yeah. Um. But that mindset is also very unhealthy, and I think mm. that we're slowly trying to break that cycle mm -hmm. and make it a more balanced lifestyle. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Um, I think that we need to continue exploring this in a yeah. future episode, and we will. Like many other things. Yeah. Uh, but for now, we need to start closing this episode because our manager is getting a little, a little bit impatient. Is there anything that you would like to share to our, our, our listeners? Oh, well, I think you had a question you wanted to ask me. Unless oh, you yeah. want to save that for next time. No, I mean, it's it might not be completely related to the topic that we've been talking yeah. right well, now. We wanna, but that's totally fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is our podcast and we do what we want. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> our manager agrees. So we were talking, we were having a, a little bit of a a loafing day today. We were. We uh, had a loafing morning. Yeah. We were just like taking it easy, doing a little a few chores, just going out, having a nice lunch. Yeah. Doing some groceries. Digging. We loafed. Yeah, we loafed. We 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 took our time to just Feel the nice weather and and and, yeah. uh, and nature and just enjoy it. Ourselves. You mean burn in the nice weather? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about learning about ourselves and you know growing up. When did you learn uh, that you wanted to be a uh, the person that you are now, or like when did you learn that what you were doing were things that were really you or that were learn because like well let me rephrase it sorry okay you're good uh, why did you realize what n was not part of who you are but something you thought you liked because others were doing it or was expected of you oh okay okay so for example when you're around your peers in in high school you tend to do things that the popular kids do oh all the time every yeah. day every second of my life and you, you tell yourself like oh i like this i like this music yeah. I, I i like this clothes so when stuff. did i break free from that exactly when you realize like why do i even like this 
Ooh, good question. I would say not even until after I graduated from college and spent a couple of years interacting with people um, older than me, right. um, meeting new role models in my field. Um, but that was just a little taste. Yeah. Know, that was a, a scratch of the surface. I didn't feel like I actually broke free and explored interests of my own um, for myself besides like childhood. Yeah. You know, because that's very pure and that's you don't have a filter in that time. Yeah. Like you create for yourself and you don't care about the judgment of others or how it turns out. Um, but anyways, going to Japan was when I felt like I could break free from all of those judgments and expectations and really find really find myself, I guess, if, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, Can you mention one thing that you realize like this is not me why do i do this or why do i like this i know you mentioned early on uh country music you tried to like it but you realized <laughs> that it wasn't yours your thing. oh that was early on when yeah. i realized yeah that was really early it's like i do not like this um maybe maybe drinking a lot honestly like oh. i that was such a social thing for me and it yeah. still is you know like on occasion but i felt like that was my social outlet. Like that was how I was able to be more comfortable in my own skin okay. and relate to others and going hard and going out. That was when I can just let loose, but it wasn't, it wasn't really me who I was letting, letting go of or um, giving my, myself space to be that person. It was just me kind of, I don't know, watering down my my personality and trying to conform rather than truly finding interests that matter to me. So I feel like that was I gained clarity on that when I went to Japan. And there's, I mean, a big drinking culture there. So I had a lot of fun, but I realized when I went home, I never felt that good. So I'm glad that's something that I, I let go of. I mean, it's not like I don't drink anymore and I don't enjoy it. It's just not something that I feel I have to engage in in order to connect with people. Hmm. Yeah. That's Good question. Yeah. Thank you. How about you? I feel like the one thing that I can really point out, because it's difficult. Like there are a lot of behaviors that I internalized and then i kind of dropped subconsciously and sometimes you don't even notice but yes drinking was one for sure and i left that before coming to japan or before going to japan actually i i realized that that wasn't me that it wasn't bringing the real me and and that i just was trying to fit in um one other thing was kind of like this idea that I need to be a womanizer kind. I mean, it's not necessarily like I'm a woman because I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't anywhere close to be like, you know, like a Don Juan or anything. Like but that. you felt like you needed like to I put needed that. To be, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And just letting like go of that expectation of myself. Like, yeah. why do I feel like this is who I need to be? Uh, and that was definitely after being in Japan. Um, where do you think that expectation came from? Culturally, for the most part. Uh -huh. 
but also like my dad was really um he was a very social uh, man mm-hmm. and he was known for uh not necessarily flirting but just you know he would talk with everybody and when he was younger he was just really you know always in the middle you know outgoing, always outgoing yeah, and like all that and i guess life of the party exactly yeah. and for the most part i was aware that i wasn't my dad that i wasn't like him but there were still some expectations that i kind of internalized that right. i need to be more like him in some ways mm. like i need to be social i need to be good at approaching people i need to be good at creating relationships and 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 creating networking and 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 just always the the heart of the party being funny being resourceful all those things that i kind of internalize and this is going more into a topic that maybe we can explore in another yeah another (laughs) episode and i love to do that but it is very interesting uh we're gonna keep it here because we're going a little bit long this today and our manager is getting a bit impatient he's really destroying that ball um but we're really grateful uh for having you guys listen to us and our our quirky conversations we would love to hear about your personal uh, behaviors or beliefs or ideas or just anything that you thought was part of who you are but you realize that it was just something that you internalized from someone else from Mm -hmm. either social pressure or um conditioning um family expectations family expectation yeah anything let us know uh write us at don't tell my grandma podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you if you want us to share it we can share if you don't want us to share it and we just you just want to reach out to us that's uh, cool too that's also cool we don't we are not going to just put everything out there like we respect your wishes mm-hmm. um thank you so much for joining me today my wife my beautiful wife <laughs> Uh, after this episode is done, I'm gonna sing you some country, some country music. Oh for my! Your delight. And then we'll have to save that for the next episode because. Oh yeah, I need to practice. Everyone's ready. I mean, yeah, yeah you oh, can't yeah. leave them hanging forever. I'm, sitting, I'm setting the expectation now that I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill really it. kill it next time. <laughs> oh. Well, the pleasure has been mine. Thank you so much for being a great podcast co-host. Yeah. And thank you to our lovely listeners. We'll see you next time. Bye. Have a great day. Hell yeah. Hee haw. (laughs) What was the first one?